Podcast Cortez Paulus here, Kevin Carter over Skype. Good afternoon or good evening, Kevin. Whatever, whatever, and whatever time it is over there. It's, it's the same time here as it is there. See, I just wanted you to change up that intro that you had from last time. Oh my goodness, it's the same time here as it's there. <laughs> hey, I, I made you think it's uncreative by yelling at me. So there you go. Uh, that one didn't even make no sense. <laughs> Better. That one just made no sense. You were like, whatever time it is there. Well, it's just, unless I'm freaking moved to freaking the panhandle, it's the same time here as it is where you've been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get them all riled up, man, for no reason. But Goodness. nonetheless, uh, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, man, this this has been an eventful. 10 episodes of the last dance and and um it really just got into the nitty-gritty of it uh you know the, the two last championship runs and um i know a lot of people were screaming you know because of the uh cutaways and segways and everything that was doing um you really got to see the meat of the documentary and um i appreciate that what, what was your overall thoughts before we dive into it kevin of uh episodes nine and ten uh nine and ten were some of the uh we thought the the ones before this were emotional. These ones were even just as emotional as the other two as well. They were uh, the whole series just all together was very well done. But these two focusing on really what they said that this documentary was going to be about, and that's the final year of the of the Bulls. This one, this one really, uh, this one really focused in on that. Yeah, for sure, and, and um, it, it highlighted, you know, the runs that they had left, and the first one that we're going to talk about is the Indiana Pacers, and <laughs> and it, actually Reggie broke this quote down great, you know, as, as talented as those teams were, and, and he, he felt that the Pacers was the better team and the more talented team, he said championship DNA and championship experience really rose to the forefront in that series, and especially in Game 7 for Chicago. He would just mention that how, you know, it's different between really talented teams and then that championship DNA team. Break down Reggie quote for me, Kevin, about that championship DNA and championship experience. What basically what Reggie was saying was, we're a better team, but they have Michael Jordan. That's basically what he was saying. Is they have they have Mike and they have guys on that team that have been there before. And it's just like when we talk about every other thing with people going to the finals and people winning against new teams that are just now getting in there. It'd be like, let's see, what what could we compare it to this year? Say the Bucks make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. And they go up against uh, the Clippers, who have guys that have been there before and won championships and stuff like that. It'll be like that. It'll be like a team with no experience in that situation against guys that have – Experience in that situation, it, it, it it's kind of in that area. But Indiana, I forgot how talented Indiana was. 
just when when they when you went back and you seen everybody they had on the team, you're like, man, the Davis brothers alone. Yeah. You're like, oh my goodness, they. I was like, okay, yeah, I forgot how. Because when you're watching it, back then you're watching, you're like, okay, it's a good team. They're actually taking Mike and them to seven games. But then when you look at it now, you're like, okay, they had, they had a, uh, they had a physical squad that always a physical team always gave the Chicago Bulls problems and they were that they were that team they, they were really good yeah man I mean you just mentioned but Mike, you know, never, went, but Mike never had to go through anybody if you ask all these youngins yeah of course <laughs> yeah. but like like Kevin mentioned you know even the day and brothers alone but you can go from Jalen Rose Mark Jackson um, Rick Smith Rick Smith uh, Theo Workman um the whole dang team. Like they were, they were deep and physical. Right. They they had that that prototype team that was just real physical, and then you got Reggie, who who was your just their money maker and sniper, and people really forget how good <laughs> Reggie was, man. Um, Reggie was he just got hot at any second, and it was crazy at you know at the times that he got hot, and he definitely showed that against this series here and. And um, that team was just fun to watch. I, I had a neighbor that, I mean, to this day, he's still a big Pacers fan, but he's a big Reggie Miller guy. And he was just like, that thing, Jordan, man. I'm telling you, he's like, he's like nobody's going to beat him, man. And I said, I do. I, I agree, man. It's, it's hard, man. I said, we beat him, but it didn't, it, and, and it, we didn't. It didn't, you know, feel, it, it didn't feel, when Orlando beat him, it didn't feel like Orlando beat them, but Orlando fans were happy that they beat the Bulls. But everybody else was like, "Well, did you really beat them?" Like it was, it was one of those weird feelings when 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 Orlando beat them, when Mike just came back. But then the following year, you were like, "Okay, you didn't beat them. You yeah. beat them, but you didn't beat them." Now you had to beat them, and it was it was more. Different. That's a lot of beat them in one sit. Yeah, no, nah, and that's the thing is that. The, the, <laughs> The one, the one chance that we had to take advantage of beating, you know, a team that, I mean, are, are progressing and winning the title because we took down the, the Bulls, you know, that was your one and only opportunity because you're not going to get many of those with Michael Jordan around in the 90s. Yeah, and, that was it. And that, that was, that was you know, about big of a door that you had open. And, yep. But as you see, you, we name all these players before that has not won the title because of Jordan. And Reggie Miller is one of those guys. And um, he had, he really did have a talented team. And and um, <laughs> did you see the sound bit with him and uh, Larry Bird at the end of the series? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> bitch. <laughs> That's how friends greet each other, by the way. It's pretty great. Go work, go, go work on your golf game. <laughs> so. but, but speaking of Reggie, though, Reggie, imagine Reggie in today's game. Mm-hmm. He's a perfect example of a guy that would have transitioned into the game playing today. And he was he he's 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 not a extremely big guy. He was athletic and he could shoot his eyeballs out. He would fit perfectly with everything that's going on today. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I agree, you know. Um, that along with you know him moving without the ball and 
And you know, I'm listen, a lot of guys if you if you watch NBA back in the early two thousands to now, you can see players like Rip Hamilton kinda, you know, Motors game after Reggie. And you go Clay Thompson who moved out the ball pretty well and can, you know, still handle the ball and get his own shot. But Reggie's one of the better guys with, you know, of having both type of games. You know, he can have the ball in his hands and he can move without the ball. Ray Allen too is one of those guys too, you know, that, you know, kinda emulate a lot of Reggie, you know, a lot of moving out the ball, so <laughs> Was that Pete Ray Allen <laughs> in, yeah. in the game today? Jeez. Right, right. So, um, <laughs> we know Reggie is a trash talker, and he ended up trying to trash talk Mike and it highlighted that in the seasons. And he ended up calling him a nickname, and he gave him a nickname called <laughs> Black Jesus. <laughs> he called him Black Jesus. He said I would either call him, he said I wasn't calling Michael, what, he said I wasn't calling Michael Jordan anymore. Mm-hmm. I would call him, what was that, Jordan, Black Jesus, or That Black Cat. Yeah, That Black Cat. <laughs> that Black Cat. <laughs> yeah. I, and the Black Cat is stuck because a lot of uh, Jordan's shoes are called Black Cats. Right. Like when they do the all-black versions of any of them, mm-hmm. you know, it's called uh, Black Cats. So, then we go into the finals, and... Uh, they played Utah twice. The first time around, um, I mean, it was mostly Chicago. <laughs> um, but, you know, the second time around, it highlighted that they, they got back. And a lot of people was kind of favoring the Jazz during this whole last dance because of the whole, you know, everything that's going on. Yeah. Right, everything that was going on within the organization and it's out there. So everybody thought, you know, because Utah had the best record in the NBA that season. And for sure, they thought, you know, Utah was going to get them. Because, I mean, we talked about the, the Pacers team that's really talented. But, I mean, you can just look at the Utah team, too. And um, Michael Jordan has some motivation about buying Russell. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, uh, that, man had, that man was like, uh, if you watch wrestling, uh, Chris Jericho always had a list. Mm-hmm. And every time somebody does something, he would write them down on that list. Mike had a list. Somewhere, some way, Mike was writing everything down that somebody did to him, or he had a good memory about all the stupid somethings that somebody said to him. He just made a list, and every time somebody says something, he clicked the pen. You just made a list. Start <laughs> writing them down. But once you do it, the bad part is you're always on the list. Once Dang. you make that list once, you're continuously on it, and Mike never forgets, like an elephant. Can Can we talk about? I know we're going to do some cutaways here, but can we talk about how John Stockton is just your average American? He pulled up to the game in the NBA Finals in a minivan with his kids. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, man. He, 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 John, John Stockton's like my dad. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like John Stockton is just a regular dude. Like, I don't know if anybody's seen the, uh, the uh, if you're listening to this, I, you've had to have seen it. The Dream Team documentary that was on ESPN that we mentioned a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. But, but there was a part where Stockton got off of the bus and said he was going to walk to where they got to go because they were in traffic. Him and his family got off the bus and started walking. No one bothered him. He went up to people that were wearing Dream Team shirts. And they were like, if you got to meet anybody on the team? And the lady was like, yeah, we met Charles Barkley the other day. Mind you, they're talking to John Stockton. 
And he goes, have you met anybody else on the team? They're like, we met Charles. He was walking around the other day. And, and the little girl goes, Daddy, you're on the shirt. His little girl. And he goes, where? And he goes, right there. And the lady goes, oh, my God, you're John Stockton. <laughs> like, like, no one no one recognizes him. He's just a six-foot-two white dude that doesn't look like he can play basketball. <laughs> it doesn't look like he plays basketball. But that was... But you're talking about the all-time assist and skills leader in the NBA history. Mm-hmm. And uh, to add on to what you say there, I remember like someone like Charles Barkley said, man, I'd pay anything to do what he's doing right now, not to get bothered. <laughs> Everybody was on the thing going, look at John walking down the middle of the street. He goes, if I did that, I'd be getting mugged right now. <laughs> I know players are envious of that, but, you know. Like, pay anything to be able just to go walk down the street. But Charles went out and done it on his own anyway. Yeah, yeah. I I just come to the fact, I know we tie back to John Stockton, but, you know, this is a guy driving a minivan, but, you know, here he is dropping dimes on you and, and blowing past you to go to the rim. And, you know, you'll never guess it when you look at him and like, man, that guy don't play ball. But, uh-oh, you're sadly mistaken. This guy is probably one of the better, best hoopers out there, one of the better point guards ever to play the game. And um, so we talk about John Stockton and Carl Malone, who – who is arguably, you can put him arguably as one of the best power forwards to play the game. Um, that pick and roll was just very and, – and, by the way, rest in peace to Jerry Sloan. I could have said that to yep. the end, but since we're talking about the Jazz, you know, I feel – You're talking about the Jazz, you got to talk about Jerry Sloan. Right, and rest in peace and, you know, may God be with his family. And I'll let Kevin add a little bit about that, uh, about Mr. Jerry Sloan and what he meant to the game. Such a good coach and such a – such a – when you think of the Utah Jazz, you think of three people. It's John Stockton, Colin Malone, and Jerry Sloan. Those are the three guys that always come to mind whenever anybody thinks of the Utah Jazz because of how long they were there and how and how much success, especially Sloan. He was there after they left, and still he never lost. I think that he's every year he always won 40 or more games except for the strike season, and he was 30-something and 20-something. Mm-hmm. But that was the only reason he didn't score. He didn't get the 40 wins is because he cut the season short. <laughs> but this was a guy, he was an extremely good coach and a, and a, and a well-respected member of the NBA community. And, they lost, and we lost a good one when he passed away. Yes, we did. And um, just that Jazz team in general, we go to Carl Malone, you go to Byron Russell, you go to Jeff, Jeff Hornacek. I mean, <laughs> I mean this this team was was fun to watch. Listen, there was a lot of great teams in the '90s that was fun to watch. I mean, it it was really a lot of people considered all, golden age of basketball. All, and they were all fun to watch in different ways. All right, right. They were all fun to watch just in 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 their own specific different ways. Mm-hmm. What you think about? Um, they they was talking about the whole issue with with um Scottie Pippen's back during during the game six, and I oh. I, I, t- I told you you know yeah we could see it. I mean, I had to be reminded that I I totally forgot that you know happened. I mean, I was younger at the time. You know, I grew- like four, so we don't we we don't. I we was, don't take things away from you when you were like. I was twelve, <laughs> <laughs> but at the time you just really know it's the big names like my guy and Scottie Pippen, and I, you know, I, I just, I, 
Yes, I remember not remember him leaving because I still remember him being there in the final quarter when he came back. But yeah, I remember him. I remember him going in and out of the game because the, naturally I'm watching all of them. And I'm like, shit, Scotty's going out of the damn game. I was like, Mike's going to have to try to carry the load while Scotty's out, and then Scotty comes limping back. I'm like, oh, he's okay. No, he ain't okay. <laughs> and you can see it every time he came in and out. He was not okay. Yeah, but. He still grind through to at least score some points and try to be a decoy. And that was funny. What did he say? Oh, I was a decoy. He <laughs> goes, <laughs> <laughs> I was a decoy just trying to draw somebody to me. <laughs> hey, that's all you can do right now, man. You know, with the back issue and everything like that. And um, we talk about Scotty Pippen back. You know, all this whole dilemma thing. And then, oh, yeah, I forgot to even talk about it's not, it's not even a flu game anymore, it's the flu portion game. It's a food poisoning game. I didn't even know that happened. They had four guys from Utah just deliver the pizza and, and... Well, think about it. Think about it. Someone calls into a pizza place and says, yeah, we need a pizza delivered to this hotel and you know where the bulls are staying. You tell me five dudes ain't going to go rolling up thinking that there might be a chance that they're going to see Michael Jordan. Can you imagine five dudes delivering the pizza to your door just trying to get a peek in to see if they can see Mike? Because mm-hmm. that's what they did. It was like five dudes just rolled up. Like, where, where is he? Where is he? And then they're afraid it was going to be what? That, uh, what was in that movie? Celtic Pride where they kidnapped the dude? <laughs> yeah. But... They didn't take the five of them over there. They were going to kidnap Mike. But Mike's trainer was very hesitant about Mike eating the pizza. Mike's trainer was very hesitant on Mike doing a lot of things. If you listen to him throughout this whole thing, he was like, Mike, are you sure you want to do that? Mike, are you sure you want to do that? Mike, are you sure you want to drink water instead of Gatorade? Mike, are you sure you want to? And Mike was like, yeah, I got it. No problem. He was hungry. <laughs> they got poison that man's pizza. Hey, and it's still... They, what they did was they gave you the bad tomatoes at the bottom of the pan. I mean, it's already not like Utah fans already got a bad rep, but... Oh, Utah fans <laughs> That one lady. Oh, that, that's the Pacer lady, yeah, the one they had on the radio show. <laughs> the Pacer lady was bad, but they had another lady that was at the Utah game, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, them people are crazy. But the Pacer lady, she wanted all the smoke. <laughs> yeah, she, she was... um. Very aggressive. They had they had her on the interview not too long ago. I listened to a little bit of it, but she was just talking how much she respect Michael, but just didn't like him at the time. Of course, you know, that's a rival. But everybody. She, but she she looked scary, man. <laughs> we had some of her photos just like everybody said the same thing. We respect Mike, we just didn't like him back then. Well no crap, because he was beating everybody. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna like them when they beating your team. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she looks like right now she'd be at one of them protests trying to open back up her city, <laughs> or, or or doing or talking about let me go to church or something. <laughs> and she just looks. She has that look about her right now that she'd be out there protesting this stuff too. Oh, she, boy, she was on it. She yeah, she she <laughs> was crazy, man. Uh, out of all the people on the show though that was the greatest talk or that was the greatest smack talker was the little kid to Charles Barkley 
Yeah. <laughs> best one of all of them. We've seen all these people that were talking smack. And uh, little Kale was like, maybe next time, Chuck. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's it right there. You can't say, because you can't say nothing back to him. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so right. he has ultimate lines to just talk junk. Oh, uh, that little kid was like, I was like, there you go. That, that's that's what we need more of. All you can little do, kid, talk. All you can do is just kind of shrug your shoulder and just like, well, what, what well, can you say? Man, I I'm done laughing at the uh, the video where they have Mike jamming out the King Lattimore. <laughs> he said he all kinds of stuff now though. <laughs> they put all kinds of music on there. I'm like, oh my god. The one that well, I <laughs> that the video where he's wa- and where he, the thing where he's watching the iPad. Yeah. And him on all these different things. <laughs> Like LeBron talk about the one thing and he starts laughing. There was another one. There was another one that had Florida Tennessee highlights on it. Laughing <laughs> <laughs> because Florida kept scoring at the end of the game on Tennessee to win. Nah. So he keeps talking about that too. Uh, what was another one? There was another one with all of LeBron's failures, <laughs> and he just keeps laughing at him. Uh, yeah, good time. I, I was crying at the one where. When he got the headphones on and they put the uh, Elf Brown Brown song on. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, let me just share this to piss off a few LeBron fans. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Whoever did that was was, was great. And I then hate, I just hate that stupid comparison. I think it's a stupid and silly comparison from the get go. It's just it's just dumb. It really is. I listen, I it's just dumb. I, the survey was a little biased on ESPN. They only went from twenty five, and I, of course, people are already yeah. going to say MJ. Mike, one, Mike wasn't. Mike's not a better passer. No, no, and he, he's not a better passer. He can pass when he wants to, but he's not the better passer because LeBron is 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 not selfish. Where <laughs> sometimes he should be selfish, he's not selfish. Mm-hmm. But he, he he he's the better passer. I, I'll give him that. And Both if, of them, but yeah, I I knew the one that got you though was the thing that off the court stuff. Yeah. And you were like, wait a minute, LeBron opened up a school. <laughs> well, nobody knows the fact that Michael Jordan was the ambassador for the Make a Wish Foundation, doing over three hundred and something Make a Wishes. Mm-hmm. And donating millions and millions of dollars to the Make a Wish Foundation, so he's done a lot outside of basketball too. It's just you never hear about Mike doing anything because back when Mike was doing stuff, we didn't have Twitter and Facebook and all that madness. So the Twitter and Facebook and all that madness existed when they were playing basketball. Good God, have mercy! Half yeah. of them wouldn't have been playing basketball anymore. Yeah, for sure. I, I wasn't trying to, you know, take a total knock at oh, my and I and I and I know with the whole social issues that he well LeBron stand up for and he's more active and even even in parts of the documentary that's why I try to tell CL, I was like he said he wouldn't he said he'd think about being a not being a role model as much as he was. I mean he said that himself. Now I know he yeah. still did great. I'm don't don't get me wrong, I know Jordan did that now the Michael Bush thing, I didn't know he was an ambassador. Now that's pretty cool no but that's yeah. like like you said you don't know these things are really not advertised out there 
and he does camp still, yearly, so I'm still, pretty sure he, he does. He still that. does make a wish visits. Right, right. Yeah, he he still does them for him when people want to meet Michael Jordan. Right, right. Like if I was a kid, I'd have been like, I, I people right now don't want to meet Mike because people don't know who Mike is. But but Mike still, if someone says, "Look, I want to meet Michael Jordan," they mm-hmm. still get to go and do it because Mike's like, "Okay." Bring him up here. Uh, don't bother me, none. Nice, nice, for sure. And that's why I say, it, listen, John Cena. Everybody wanted John Cena for <laughs> hundreds of years. That's why I say like, me <laughs> for ten years. John Cena done, I think, over a thousand and something Make a Wish visits. Really? Oh wow! Yes, John Cena. John Cena at one point was the most um, most uh, wanted person in the Make a Wish Foundation. Hmm. Kids wanted to meet John Cena more than anybody, and he done every single one of them. Where the kid, he even went. I know we're going way off topic now, but he even went to places where kids had cancer and stuff, and they were in a hospital and stuff. Mm-hmm. And John Cena was still because they were on the Make a Wish thing. Still went to all these places and went and visited kids, even while all this junk was going on. Hmm. Like he went wearing the mask and everything, so he could go and see these kids. Oh, that's cool, man. No. Yeah, that 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 dude, that dude's legit. Wow. When it comes in, how he is, what you see is what you get with that man. Right. He's legit. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. I, I didn't know I that. Hell, he was at what was it Megacon two years ago and he was doing a panel his panel was supposed to last 30 minutes he stayed in there for two and a half hours oh wow yep we stayed there for two and a half hours just listening to him talk and answering everybody's questions and stuff that type of stand up guy huh yeah he's a dude man he, he, he's, he's a real dude cause the guy kept telling him he needed to leave and he goes no I don't <laughs> You think I should listen to him? And one little kid goes, goes, leave him alone, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, no, no disrespect. Like I said, us three agree. Me, you, and CL, who was you know kind of going back and forth on Twitter about this, is that we agree MJ's the goat. I just like, well, it's funny because LeBron is. I mean. Sports Center is always on LeBron nuts <laughs> for the one time that everything's been about Jordan. Wow, you make that switch up like that? <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, it has taken what's going on in the world right now for things to start flip-flopping around. Now we know we're in bizarro world now that everybody thinks Mike's the GOAT again. So we're in bizarro world. <laughs> but once they start playing basketball again, it'll turn back. Well, it, I read it one time. Once LeBron ducks again, then everything will be back to normal. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, once, once LeBron dunks again, then everybody will think LeBron's the goat again. <laughs> but I said it before and I'll say it again. To, to compare LeBron to Mike is unfair. It's unfair to LeBron, and it's unfair to Mike because neither one of they're not they're not even close to being the same type of player. Not even close. They're not being close to being the same type of player, and they're not close to being the same type of person, and they don't have the same type of mentality. 
them two to be compared to each other. And them two to be linked. It's unfair. They just, people need to stop linking those two together. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Nah, it, it, it's, um, it's pretty annoying when they, when they, like you just mentioned, because there are two different types of players. And I, I think what we have been doing, and I think media and, you know, just anybody in general has just been trying to find that next Michael Jordan. I mean, hell, I remember one time there was a segment about Victor Oladipo's stats were similar to Jordan in college. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you know, it means a match. I'm like, oh, this is cool, man. But, like, no, nah, man, come on, man. Like, no one can be Mike, man. Even me, I, I got, like, a little side. But I was like, nah, man, no, no one can be Mike, man. Look, we, we, need, we need to, like, calm down on this. But we're, we're, so, we're so bent on trying to find the next Jordan when we should let, you know, LeBron be, you know, the type of player that he needs to be and be great and, and everybody else. You know, whoever comes in this league who's going to be, you know, following the paths of greatness. They need to find their own path of greatness and everything like that. Let LeBron be the first LeBron. Let Steph be the first Steph. Let Kawhi be the first Kawhi. Let guys be their own guys. Stop with the comparisons, especially when they're not even similar. For sure, it, it, it gets old fast and everything like that. But Yeah, for sure. It's, it's um... Mm-hmm. I said, I said, I said, there's, 
get back to the um the end of it where we know that the sh- the iconic shot um well what what is it like relieving that through a doc- documentary cuz I mean we seen that and we still see that to this day but to hear you know them describe the shot and talk about the shot um what's your thoughts about you know the shot after seeing it this many years later this many decades later and it's in a documentary Still send chills. Because you're still getting to hear it, see it, and, and relive it, and you see them not calling timeout. Like, you know, you were sitting at the house by this woman yelling at him to call a timeout to get a good shot, but then you realize, okay, Phil's just letting him go because he has Mike. So he's just going to let Mike go, and nobody's going to be able to get sent. So, but seeing him come up and, and watch it, watching him. Russell and Russell's falling. I get pushed. He was falling. Listen at, listen, at the same time, you know, I mean, we know we we sit there and mess around. Yeah, Jordan push off a little bit. The shot still got to go down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> so, here, here's... himself like he was expending so much energy just to keep him in the game because of you know Scotty Pippen injury and you know he he had you know to find every little and every little thing he had deep down to keep this game close because Carmelo was coming Carmelo was doing work man and you know you you have to try to keep up with that guy and he you know without his you know his his guy his number two guy you know not being up to par. He had to do a lot of carrying. So, like you said, his shots was flat, so he put it up there enough. But, um, Kevin, I'm looking at this.
to push them to win. That, that right there alone should tell you. That right there tells you who Michael Jordan was. Just that game alone. If you wanted him, if you wanted to sum up Mike's career, watch that one game. That's what he would do to win games and to win championships. That right there showed you his mental the whole time. So here's here's the beauty in the part of sports where. You know, you see this guy nail this shot and from against it all the odds. You know, his, his sidekick is down, and and um, he's doing everything to do to keep up with this talented Utah team that you know is coming back, and they 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 want you know they want to try to get this one. And then he hits this shot, and I'm looking at this photo, and here's the beauty of this photo: you just see all these fans just like staring and like, oh God no, or and then you see a couple of Bulls fans and you're like, oh boy, he, is, is he gonna do it? And you just look at all the faces in the crowd here in this photo, and it, it paints a story. This is what I love about, you know, sports is that regardless of, like, you know, the win or loss result, you, you see, you know, the pain, the agony, and, the you know, the just, just the pain of defeat. But on the flip side, you see the beauty of, you know, the win and, and pushing forward and, and, and getting through. If you look at the picture of the little kid that they zoomed in on. Mm-hmm. That was wearing the Jordan jersey. And he's standing there just going, yes! Mm-hmm. And you see all the other people around him are just depressed looking. No. Oh, yeah. Man, but the kid, all you see is the one little kid just wearing a black jersey going, yay! And Mike just standing there with his hand perfectly. Oh, such a great shot. Yeah. I, um... <laughs> I just I just know how that feels, you know, like Utah fans feel. Kim, you've been on the side of victory. Oh, I just know how it feels. Well, I don't know how it feels, <laughs> but you've been you've been on you've been on both sides. I only been on the one side, so you Football, sit there. Basketball, everything. Every one of us knows how it feels to feel. What was it? What was the old saying? To feel the uh, the sweetness of victory and the agony of defeat. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the agony of defeat is way—it, it, the agony of defeat is way more powerful than the sweetness of victory. Because mm-hmm. the victories you remember, but those defeats—they stick with you, and they—the defeats are what define you. Yeah, sure, you you're remembered for winning championships. But man, but losing stuff sticks with you. Uh, Especially as a fan, as a fan, losing things just sucks. Nick Anderson free throws, Courtney Lee missed layup, Derek Fisher jumper, go ahead and gain four. <laughs> Vince Carter missed free throws against Boston. <laughs> Keep going. with you, don't it? <laughs> you just prove it. It, it sticks with you. What sticks with me is for years the Heat had the best team on the planet, but had a guy who got done in by J.J. Barea. 
and Jason Terry. And he was supposedly supposed to be the best player on the planet. This is why I can never say he's better than Michael Jordan, because I saw it. (laughs) Now you know. Now, everybody that's listening, now you know where this is coming from. I physically watched a guy for five or six games get abused by J.J. Barrera and Jason Terry. That hurt. (laughs) And you're going to tell me that this dude is better than that dude? That dude wouldn't let Jason Perea freaking even wear his tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah. Nah, you, you're, you're, not, you're not lying, man. Now it comes to light why you could tell people certain things, but people that watched it and had to live through it, shit. No. <laughs> right. You can have them Cleveland series where he done all this crap, but they still lost. You can have all that mess. I watched him get used. Yeah. And they were like, well, those teams lost to, to Golden State. He lost to the Dallas Mavericks, where J.J. Barea and Jason Terry were wearing his ass out. He <laughs> should have slaughtered the Dallas Mavericks. I, I, I can't still understand how y'all lost that one. It's easy, because he played like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go look at the stats for that. If not for Dwayne Wade, they wouldn't even been in the damn series as much as they were. He had eight points in a finals game, Cortez. Eight. Jeez. Being guarded by Jason Barrera. Mm. Come on. That, that's painful. <laughs> but I witnessed it. I witnessed him do things like that. That's why I can't. And then you witness. Mike doing things like that and you're like damn it's no comparison but yes we've all felt just blah yeah when it's come to when it's come to it and it hurts it freaking sucks oh my god yes (laughs) oh my god yes and see and you haven't been to as many of the losses as I have you just watched them on TV. I witnessed thinking things live where I've had to walk out going, oh, God, I feel like absolute crap. <laughs> or you physically feel sick because you want to puke because you know you had it. And they just let it go. Mm. Uh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> they're celebrating. They they went ahead and go back to the hotel. Jesus, uh man. <laughs> so the Bulls go back to the hotel and they um, went ahead and got the penthouse suite, just ran out to them on the top floor. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan is trying to play the piano. He's just having a good time and kind of seeming to themselves. And uh, that whole scene, what you, what you what you think, man? You know, they they did this. They won three. They did the three-peat twice. And this this is supposed to be supposed to be Jordan's last game ever, and um, you know they my got, thing. My thing that ran my first thing that ran through my head during all this was if he doesn't retire, you could easily be looking that they would have won eight in a row. You could have easily saw them winning eight championships in a row if he don't retire. That's what runs into my head. Because I'm like, they just whipped off three 
with all this crap happening. Imagine if he wouldn't have went anywhere and they would have stayed intact, they would have won eight. That was the first thing that popped in my head. Second thing that popped in my head was how many of them ran a train on Carmen Electra? <laughs> I thought the same thing, bro. Like, what's she doing up there? What is that, she doing up that, there? That was my big thing. I was like, okay, did Scotty Burrell get to run a train on Carmen Electra? <laughs> And you know Dennis wide open. He's just like open and stuff. He's like, yeah, come on, man. Tag okay. Dennis was like, I'm not probably only going to be with her for a few more months. Let's go. <laughs> hey, listen. 90s Carmen Lesher was, 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 was uh, top notch. Was a good talking about 90s? Was a good get. I mean, she still look great now, but I'm just saying like top notch. That's like, I oh, mean, yeah, top was, top of the pinnacle, man. She I mean, was, that's that. Anderson, Carmen Electra. Them back then, oh, that that was that, that was the cool right there. Yeah, man, that's I'm telling you, Dennis Ryan was was a lucky sob man, <laughs> and I'm sure some of his teammates were too. <laughs> you got Pop Madonna, yeah, Prima Yeah, you got Hot Madonna, Karma mm-hmm. Electra. God knows how many other ones. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Speaking of that, we even talk about this. This man took a trip to WCW. Yeah. You didn't, it's amazing that nobody knew that. I'm like, yeah, he went to wrestling. I'm like, I remember all this crap. <laughs> like, I remember, I was like, yeah, he was on wrestling on Monday night right after the game. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Oh, to be, to be Dennis Rodman, man. What, what, what a bachelor, dude. But then the greatest part was it. After the finals was over, WCW went and got Carl Malone. <laughs> the team with Diamond Dallas Page. Yes, I do remember Hulk that. Against Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman. I do remember that. That was great. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that. And Carl Malone was Jack. <laughs> Carl Malone looked like a pro wrestler. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, that was the best part about it. They went and got Carl right after all this. Man, that's great. <laughs> they paid a tough money to get both of them too. Oh yeah, uh-huh. he wanted to do it because Dennis loved wrestling. That's pretty cool, and he man. And with Hulk Hogan, but Carl, they had to pop up some money to get Carl to come. <laughs> oh man, that did happen. That's great. Yeah, it was good times. That, that back, uh, back then, everything was fun. I, Wrestling, football, it was all fun back then. I, now, I will say this, man. I, I don't know because I felt like the San Antonio team would have gave them a run for their money. I think the Bulls would have still won, but that series would go the distance, man. Robinson, Duncan, I mean, Baby Duncan, Mario Ellie, Sean Elliott. I mean, but, it, but, in a, but in a strike shortened season, where if Mike would have came back, he wouldn't have had to play that whole grinding year. I, I, I still think would have went to distance, man. That would have been. That, that, it, I don't know, man. Like, I'm that's... still mad that we didn't get to see him play those Houston teams. That's baloney, I know. I mean, I one, one year I'm not, I'm not mad, but you know, the one year I'm not mad, but. 
Those Houston teams are all my goodness. Because they would have presented a problem for me. Yeah. They were all around the problem. Starting with the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. was, they are all man. But the, yeah, the Spurs teams alone would have been fun too. Man, because I'm they didn't you. have they didn't have any it's just you put Dennis on ten, if Dennis comes back. Because you don't even know who would have came back. No, you know who they faced that year. Was it the Knicks? Yeah, you don't yeah, because the Knicks came from the eighth seed and went all the yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. They, yeah, they they got they got the Knicks. But we yeah. don't know who all would have came back for the Bulls on on that year, because they could have been missing some pieces. Yeah. So we really couldn't say what kind of Bulls team we would have got. Mike said, of course he would have signed a one-year deal because he's been signing one-year deals for, for three years. You see how that was eating him, right? Yeah. He said, I've been, and he goes, I've been signing one-year deals with him because they never wanted to commit to anybody. Mm-hmm. And if they got you to commit, they got you to commit for cheap. The only person they got to commit that wasn't for cheap was Tony Kukos. Yeah. Which still bothered me. <laughs> but I'm like, you just don't know how that team would have looked going into the following year. If it was the same team that they had the year before, well, okay, then we could have we could have had an argument on what would have happened, but it it, it would have been a good series. Yeah, man, I'm just there's I'm a just... lot of things, but then you got to think though, a lot of things wouldn't have happened if that team all stayed together. Kerr wouldn't have went to. San Antonio. The Spurs. Yeah, he went to San Antonio. Exactly. People people wouldn't have went to these certain places. So it would have had a ripple effect to see what went on. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm just intrigued, man. I was like, man, that that would have been fun to watch, man. That that Spurs and Bulls matchup would have been one, one exciting series to watch. That, that so. asterisk Spurs. <laughs> strike short in season. I, so I know they was like taking a poll on Twitter, like which uh, which dynasty should they do next? It was like you know the big three or the Miami Heat three, um, no. the Golden State or the Spurs. I don't, I don't want to see a dynasty on that because that would just piss me off. I just I, honestly I'd rather see the other the other two before the Spurs because the Spurs are squeaky clean. Well, the Spurs are going to be boring except for Popovich, Allen, and everybody. Pretty much. That one will be boring. The ones that I really will, the kind of documentaries I would like to see are, I like to see one on the Yankees for a certain period of time. Like if they if they did one with Jeter and all of them. Like I, I would like to see one like that. I would like to see, maybe the Heat one would be okay, but then I know I would just get mad at it. And yell at the TV. But there's enough so, drama and, and backstory behind that. I just think with the Spurs, the only thing you really talk about, you know, Tony Parker cheating on, you know, with well, Brent Barry's wife. I mean, but he cheated, he cheated with Brent Barry's wife. Tony was the only bad person on the team. Pretty much. What, you going to talk about Tim Duncan's hair growth? <laughs> but uh, the Patriots? Yeah, they said that Tom Brady's the Patriots working on one, or apparently they're working on one. The, the Patriots maybe would have been a been a fun one. Um, oh, 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 God, I know one. The Jimmy Johnson years with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah, that, that one would be. That one would be amazing. 
Um, another one that hit close to uh, the Urban Meyer years with the with the with the uh, Gators. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one would be hilarious. <laughs> you had killer crackheads. You had everybody on that team. With Tim Tebow, the uh, yeah. walking the walking with, Tim, ev- with the walking evangelist. With Tim being the face, so nobody focused on anything else that was going on. Think he knew what he was doing. <laughs> Urban was like, "Damn, I need somebody to keep attention off of that." Tim, will you come play football for us? <laughs> nice, nice. There's uh, a lot of there's a lot of teams that I would like to see. Another good one I would like to see is Tiger Woods mm-hmm. for a period of years. That would be that would be an amazing one too. Oh yeah, for From sure. All ups and downs and everything that he had. For sure, I agree with that. Yeah, that that'd be another one. I, Peyton Manning would be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can yeah, do quite a few. The yeah, they can do. They can do quite a few of these, man. But overall, I thought it was it was the documentary done pretty well. Um, you know, I really don't have any too much complaints about it. I, you know, there's some of the. Isn't there another one starting up tonight? Lance Armstrong? Yeah, you know, the Lance Armstrong. Who is it? Lance Armstrong. They said it, the, the few of them that are coming on. Oh, um, Barry Bonds and somebody in the, they having a baseball one. Hmm. Uh, I think it's McGuire and Sosa. Nice. The, uh, the steroid off mm-hmm. during the one year that brought everybody back to baseball. Only to found out they were both cheating. Um, yeah, there's a couple of them coming on, so I'm I'm going to watch those too, just because I ain't got nothing else to watch. Nice. But I can always go back and watch all ten episodes of The Last Dance. <laughs> uh, that you can. So, um, well, close a good documentary, great documentary. I can't wait for the DVD, Blu-ray set. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna buy it. I'm sure you gonna buy it. Just have us a collective okay, item. I'm say, I ain't buying the. Oh, I'm gonna buy it just to have it. <laughs> it's so I, nice. I would, buy it, I would buy it if they have like three hours of extra content. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I thought Raw went pretty well. There's some news that you know the NBA is going to or is trying to be in negotiation with a turn to have all teams. They're trying to figure out what format they're going to do exactly, but. There seemed like that the Disney Wide World Sports here in Orlando is going to host the NBA teams, so I'm sure you kind of read up on that. They have, they have a bunch of courts at the Milk House, mm-hmm. so I'm, I don't know, but you're going to bring all 30 teams to Orlando during July when you're thinking about opening back up the theme parks, and you're going to have all these people there mixed with all these basketball players there mixed with all. It just sounds like too much madness. Yeah, pretty much that's why I said I think as long as they, you know, isolate, it, it is a lot. I know they're trying to open up the parts, but. Um, it just seems like too much to try to do all at one time. I think that's what they're trying to figure out if she could just go straight to playoffs or whatnot. Or there's, there's just been so much discussion how they're going to do it, but they need it to go ahead camp. and finish what it was up. The last thing we heard, camp, then yeah. Yeah, camp five and- regular season games, then playoffs. 
Yep, five regular season games, then it goes into yeah, playoffs, and then there was a format where all 30 teams are eligible and just like NCAA tournament single elimination, which I think is dumb. Because can you imagine? Can you imagine the outcry of like someone like the Lakers or the Bucks lose to someone like the Sacramento Kings or something like that? Just for one game, and then boom, they're going. And then you know they will lose crap. Like can you imagine Lakers fan base? They will. They will. They will flip stuff and kick stuff over, and then and just cry about it. So, but uh, you know, you. I'm going to say it in like a tongue-in-cheek thing, but you know the one good. The thing that's happening with all this stuff, you know, it's going to end up having basketball, right? What's that? The season's going to shrink. They going to they go me. over to that, they, shrinking the number of games down and starting it around Christmas time. Well, they said they're going to shrink it for one season the next year. Well, they should, they should shrink it for every season. I know me and you differ on this. <laughs> <laughs> You just like having a gajillion freaking games to determine what we already know what's going to happen. Well, it's it's that and they, the financial and stuff like that is the players' contracts going to take a cut, the TV deal is going to take a cut. So, it's I just think it's, <laughs> it's 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 a lot more work than what it is. But look, here's the thing, y'all. Uh, everybody's talking about these TV deals are taking a cut and blah blah blah. No, they're not. If WWE can get a billion dollars to show a TV show a week. On the Fox Network, no TV deals are going to be taking a hit. So what about the regional deals? Those are one that's going to have yeah. an impact. Regional deals, regional deals. They're still going to show every single one of their games anyway. Right, but that's the thing. Show it's, all it's, of them. Hell, I don't even get the damn regional games up here no more because our channel can't even freaking get with Dish so they can put it on. <laughs> Sure. So I don't, I don't, I don't even care. They, what they care about is getting all that money from TNT and ESPN. That's what they care about. Shoot, you must don't know that Lakers what? local TV deal was I, worth two hundred some billion dollars. <laughs> Their local TV deal was worth two hundred billion some dollars. It does matter. <laughs> it does matter. Whose who's, who's local TV deal is worth two hundred billion dollars? The, the Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> and they were two hundred billion dollars. Uh, I'm telling you, hey, they they had one of the biggest regional TV deals, and even though all their games are nationally televised, they signed one of the biggest regional deals, which is crazy, crazy, man. Yeah, so I'm I'm telling you, man. That's why I say it's 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 complicated, man. This is why I say every time we have this, me and you differ about this. I just think, you know, if they will to do that, some of these players and TV deals and, and advertisements, everything will have to get cut. And you, you people don't like talking about their money getting cut. <laughs> so, but you, if you shorten the season and expand the playoff, for sure, they just really gets taken away. You just, the reason I want it shortened is because games need to mean more. Over an 82-game season, we know in the first three months of the year who's going to make the playoffs. We know by all-star break pretty much who's going to be in the playoffs. Unless there's a catastrophic injury. One, if you shorten the season, less catastrophic injury. Two, less load management. 
For sure. You ain't going to have these guys sitting out if you play this many games. And if every game matters in the getting into the playoffs, and if you expand the playoffs by, what, one or two teams on each side like the NFL is doing, mm-hmm. then boom, you ain't got nothing to worry about. You're going to be playing. You're going to be playing the same amount of games. If you go all the way to the final that you would have if you had an 82-game season if you shortened it and started it at Christmas. <laughs> we ain't go all day on this. We just differ. <laughs> you worked about money for a franchise who doesn't want to spend any. <laughs> for sure. We just differ on that. We can go about this all day. Even they can, even the legend go about five or six episodes and find us going back and forth on this. <laughs> but I, oh, yeah. I, I do, I do think... Perfect sense. Because I, I do think that they should, and I, and I like this now that they could push the season back and start in December and play into the summer months. Because, I mean, you're competing with football. And I just, I don't know. They were like, well, you your TV schedule's down during the summer months and stuff like that. I, 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 I don't I, Me, it's, it's, it's a lot of figuring out, so they just got to figure out what they're going to do. I, I just like it because you'll see less people taking time off, and you'll see more urgency out of people to get themselves in playoff position. Yeah. But if you give it another, if you give them another playoff berth per conference, expand it like the NFL did, you get people more excited and more people will sit there and want to play. You, people ain't going to be taking times off because you got 82 games. I just want it to where, if I go to a damn game, I'm seeing who I'm going there to see. <laughs> Not the B team come out there and play. Not the B team. <laughs> exactly. You go out there and go, oh, look, the B team's out here playing. <laughs> oh, just, man. Just look at the amount of big injuries you've had. Yeah. Guys, it's. You've it's, had people lately go down. It's just, it's, it's just weird. Yeah. No, it's, I've never, that one year, I've never seen that many ACL tears in all my life. Yeah. Nah, man, there's there's pros and cons for each side. So, I, I admit, you're definitely, you know, spending some good facts. So, I ain't never going to deny that. You are, you know, presenting some good, like, feedback on yours why I share them. Yours is, yours is money-related. Mine is player-related and getting the best basketball that we can get related. Yeah. you just worried about the money. And your team don't spend any. <laughs> oh man! All right. Um. Anything else we need to add here? <laughs> well, you heard. Uh, let's get more noise. Uh, uh, more news. Uh, college football places are starting to open, or college in general is starting to open their campus back up. So players for certain sports can go back in and start preparing to get ready. For a season. That's good. I know a lot. Yeah. That's why I say yeah. they got clear for. Yep. College starting sports, in, right? Starting in June, people can. People will be able to start returning to campuses and getting ready to go into camps and everything. And from what every coach has said, they needed them to come in by June. That way, they can have everybody ready and stuff. So, that's been a good sign. Um, and I think it's basketball and football players are allowed to come back right now, or volleyball or something like that. I saw so they're, yeah. Allowing, yeah, they're allowing the people to come back in. So 
So that's one step closer. Hey, we'll see how it works out, man. As long as we ain't got people partying in the Ozarks. Oh, man. Watch out for Missouri numbers in the two weeks. <laughs> them crazy, them crazy-ass people in Missouri, though, you ain't going to stop them from doing shit anyway. <laughs> I, I went to the Lake of the Ozarks. I went up there. And that shit's wild. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain time of year that shit is wild. Yeah. But you, like I said, though, you can only keep people cooped up for so long. <laughs> I see. I, I said, look, as long as you motherfuckers are outside, take a chance. I was like, now, if y'all were cramped like that inside, in an indoor pool or something like that, I'd tell y'all motherfuckers, y'all crazy. <laughs> but, you're outside, but you're outside, take the chance while you're outside. And have at it, dude. Because oh, God man. knows, if I get a chance to go somewhere, I'm having at it. There you go. I'm, but, I'm going. I'm going to a water park or something when they'll get you. <laughs> don't forget your mask. <laughs> <laughs> water park at the mask. You heard what people were doing at, at Disney Springs? Yeah. People drinks at Disney Springs and just walking around with the drink, so they didn't have to put a mask on. It's. Because <laughs> you, you can't tell the people if they're eating or drinking that they had to put a mask on. So they said people were buying just drinks and walking around. People are paying ten dollars for a Disney drink so they didn't have to wear a mask. Uh, we're making money, whatever. <laughs> I had the straw shoved right in my mouth the whole time I'm walking around. <laughs> they did. Got the mask, sir. <laughs> I gotta pee. <laughs> Yeah, I got a pee, yeah, but I need another drink. Oh. Oh, bad. All right, well, that should do it for us. Oh, up on the fifth. <laughs> oh man, I just social distance for the rest of the year. <laughs> Cortez said, well, "It's your birthday. Happy birthday! I'll send you a video chat. I'll send you a Zoom. Love you, buddy. Happy <laughs> birthday." <laughs> I'll be on FaceTime for your birthday party while you're blowing out candles. I'll be raising the roof. <laughs> you have the little thing in your mouth going. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Check them out. Send you a gift card. <laughs> Happy birthday. So who's already got mad with you? Huh? Who's already invited you to something and you've been like that? Uh, there's a few people, man, that are doing all these events and stuff like that. Um, if you... Uh, uh, well, we're we're broadcasting live. I'll tell you off there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, but for everybody listening, Cortez is what we like to refer to as a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Germaphobe. <laughs> hey, how many times when I got my hands out, I instantly go wash my hands before all this stuff happens if when I live Cortez, with you. So if Cortez doesn't really really like you. And he knows that you're straight. You ain't gonna see this some bitch until next year. <laughs> the yeah. next time you'll see Cortez is when somebody when somebody gets to clear that you can actually go to a sporting event. Oh, you go to a magic game, huh? But you can't come to my party. Yeah, they they they, they have. That's it. what it's when they say you can go watch a sport. Any of them. 
and Cortez can get a ticket, that's where you're going to see Cortez at. But as far as your birthday parties and shit concerned, don't even send him an invitation. I'll send you a gift card. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting nah, so, Yeah. So now, nah, listen, I told people, like, listen, I do events where, you know, it's just me and a friend or a spouse or whatnot, but it was a group of people. Nah. Like, if I come down, like, if I come down for my birthday and say, hey, Cortez, come hang out with me and Nicole and Jason or somebody, and we're going to go eat. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Perfect. See, there you go. Perfect. Four people. Okay. <laughs> That's all you got to worry about. Yeah, four people. <laughs> yeah. worry about. Exactly. Then we're going to drag his ass to Disney World when they reopen. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my goodness. I will walk out. We'll catch you we'll have a mask, plumber gloves. Oh, <laughs> y'all, y'all remember the episode of Rug Rats where Chucky was freaking out about the germs and wore everything? That's me. That's Cortez. He's going to walk around with a ski mask on. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're running about a whole bunch of nothing, guys. We're going to close this bad boy up. We're at a... We don't have to talk about <laughs> all right guys make sure you stay tuned for me and kevin um gotta see what sports stuff is coming out here next week see what we got to talk about probably we're nothing. gonna talk about the lance uh lance armstrong documentary one there ball it is maybe we'll do something we'll figure out something fun and twist to do we'll we're, figure rename, something out. we're gonna rename the we're gonna rename the podcast one ball in your court <laughs> one ball or, in your court. Lance armstrong. no lance armstrong lost both of his oh man um, yeah, you know, don't, oh man, oof, I've been there, done that. I know, that's why I was like, <laughs> I wasn't trying to say anything. Um, but yeah, we, we had to figure something out here. I, I gotta, this is me testing the new mic that I got, and I gotta figure out practice a little bit more. But, um, not let's say we, we're, we're, we're figuring stuff out here. Um, but not try, try to uh, follow the podcast page at. Balls not court. You can follow me at End of Mind CP. <laughs> Find me at Cortez is a germaphobe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kevin C. 2415. <laughs> <laughs> going to change his handle after this to, to Lysol King 34. <laughs> I got stock in Lysol, baby. <laughs> I mean, my man. Lysol King 50, because 50 is his number. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget it. I'm just kidding. Uh, go, to, <laughs> go to our Facebook page and type in Pause Not Court and give us a like and comment there. We're on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Windows, Google Play, <laughs> Anchor, Spotify, and many other sites as well, as Kevin liked to say. <laughs> in the Clorex aisle, the hand wipes, and all <laughs> Wherever you listen to us before, listen to us there again, but make sure to sanitize. Then <laughs> don't drink it either. <laughs> and, oh yeah, please God don't, please God don't be an idiot. And drink bleach. Please don't, please. <laughs> we we pray for you. Please don't do that. Like the idiots in Arizona who drank the uh, the aquarium cleaner. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Cortez. They were stupid. <laughs> Cortez Paul, Kevin Carter. Take care, guys. <laughs> <Later>. <laughs>